This week on the Push for Less podcast, we talk HRV, processed foods, and main lift nonsense. Three, two, one. Dan, I'm Scorpio, so I can squat today, right? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. I got that a little bit too late and then I, <laughs> yeah, it, and then I was like, oh, I get it now. Like, I was so confused for a second there, but I got it. I got it in the end. We're all good. We're all good. How are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Apart from on a diff- different level to you, but I've also had three. Really, mate, yeah. <laughs> I've had three drinks before, so Tom, yeah. Tom has to get pumped up now for a podcast. <laughs> so that's not my fault. Um, yeah, we met some people for a drink, and we went to a Lululemon thing um, with one of your clients, well, two, Chloe, Sarah, and Hannah, who shared a lot of one of your one of your clients as well. Two of my clients, one of your clients. There you go. All the, all the clients. <laughs> Through, um, yeah, but Lululemon stuff. But yeah, they were serving beer, so, and drinks. Brilliant. I mean, it was rude not to, so, wonderful. I mean, I'd, rather you, I'd rather you weren't inebriated when you're doing a podcast, but it <laughs> uh, might, make, might make for a more fun show, mate. Been done before, so, um, yeah, and you know that. <laughs> Last time it was wine, so, it's not yeah. too bad. Can we, just have, can we just have a moment's peace and silence for Kobe Bryant, by the way? I mean, yeah, gee. Wow. What the fuck? I mean, was your first reaction like, what the fuck? And obviously we both said before the show, we were like, we are convinced it was fake and fuck ever going on a helicopter. Well, no, that's the, I mean, that was straight away what I thought. I was like, that's yeah. no, helicopters and no. Like, especially, especially after, what, what's the what's the lad who, the Leicester City guy? Leicester City chairman, yeah. Yeah, the chairman who like, it took off from the centre circle of the of the ground, right? And then crashed in the car park. I feel like with helicopters, though, as well, like, unlike planes, like there's, there's just nothing around you. Like, it's where well, planes got a bit more sturdy, like, outer shell. So, yeah, one of my <laughs> one of my clients was talking about it. So he he's an accountant for a helicopter kind of firm. And then, how long are you just saying an accountant just to take a piss? Uh, he's actually an accountant. Yeah, he's an accountant. But I know how much you aspire to be one. Um, but, <laughs> but he's ridden them before, and he just doesn't he, – he tells his clients actively not to go in them. Because he's like, Did you, there's no way out. Like, there's the, if the engine goes, you're dead. The propellers are there. And you're like, you can't jump out because the propellers are there. It's like, you can't just like parachute. Yeah. 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 Uh, whereas he was like, at least with a plane, you can kind of glide it in for a crash, crash landing. Or it's going vaguely that way. Yeah. I feel like you could, you yeah. Kind of, like, you, you could get away with it. Obviously, you probably can't. But, um, and also yeah. feel like with the two propellers, if one of them goes wrong, like the back one goes wrong as well. Like you can't go anywhere. One goes, goes wrong, you're fucked. Like screw. So yeah, yeah. No, I just, I mean, I, I was, I was shocked. I, I'm not like, I don't know Kobe Bryant personally, so I'm not like I'm devastated. You know, like people, are, you know, they said I'm devastated. It's, like, it's yeah, just, it's, it's just a, a world leader of basketball. Uh, they're a guy that was immensely, I don't know, influential in his sport, right? So yeah. I'm still uh, very young as well, I suppose, in that sense. Yeah, sad. It's just sad, you know. Like it is sad. Um, but yeah. Anyway, he, he may have done some bad stuff. All right, let's not lower the tone. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, never. Obviously, never seen him play. But 
unfortunately. Unfortunately, Daniel. Um, what's been going on in your world? Are you, have you announced your new coach yet? Not yet, no. Next yes. right. next Wednesday, that is. I shouldn't do it right now. Probably not. You don't know who it is, so. Yeah. Oh, you don't know who it is. Someone, someone did say the other day, they messaged me on Instagram, they're like, um, is it Stephen Box? And we were like, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, like, I was just like, we had some weird people like, say oh i bet it's this person I bet it's that person and i was just like no 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 um so yeah so we'll be announcing that coach on wednesday via video it'll be a, a youtube video Little obviously coaching. reveal he's doing warhammer stuff isn't he no idea no idea oh yeah you, you, you wouldn't be able to see so yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um so yeah so we went to see them which was great we went bowling and they were quite surprised at how well i can bowl yeah, like, you're right, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can bowl. Mike was like, Mike was like, if you used to do this when you were a kid, I was like, no, like I just bowled a few times. Like, yeah. I've bowled a normal amount of times a normal person would have bowled in their life. Like it's nothing like extraordinary. I was like, I, I just find it quite a simple thing to do. Like you just I, throw it in a straight line. We we can get when next time I'm down in Bath, we can we when I go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Like, I got like one hundred and forty four and then one hundred and fifty odd in the second game. Um, and then Mike was like, oh, what's the what do the pros get? And I was like, well, we're like. I don't know, so we Googled it like 240 or something stupid. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm not that good. I was like, fuck <laughs> like, you're just awful. Like, <laughs> so yeah, no, we did uh, we did have a bit of fun. Um, so yeah, you'll, you'll see that video next Wednesday. Um, other than that, not a lot's been going on, mate. You know, just working hard. Got more people joining the waiting list, so I've had to speak to them and sort of, you know, like, obviously a few people hopefully will be will be taken on by the new coach. Um, so yeah, no, everything's all good, mate. It's just been a, just been a easy to go month, really. Lots of stuff yeah. in the pipeline, you know. Easy Always work. Jesus. Well, because no, everyone says to me as well, I've had, see this all the time. I've had a few people this month who I've met for the first time. They're like, "Well, so what do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm a nutritionist." <laughs> they're like, "Oh, you must be, you must be really busy." Where, this where time have you been going? Like some sort of date night? Yeah, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we met. Who did I meet? We, we met. Um, we got. Um, we sending Frankie to doggy daycare once a week because so he can socialise all the other little doggies. So I met the woman <laughs> who does that, and she asked that question, and then. Um, it's a great way to new, meet new people, Dan. It's good. Well, it's good. Yeah, I'm proud of you. you yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but like people say to me, like, "Oh, you must be busy this time of year." I was like, "No, not really. I'm full, so I haven't had any new clients this month, really." Like, you know, people just assume that like you get loads of people in oh, January. Yes, I was like, yeah. I was like, I'd also probably actively not want to work with someone in January just because they want to work with me in January because I was like, they're just going to be in it for like two weeks, so <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, no, nothing, nothing crazy been going on, mate. Just pretty normal, really. Other than January feels like it's lasted forever. It's a long well, month, isn't it? it is, I think it's because when you get to like 27th of December, you're just thinking, right, Christmas is done. So yeah. it's like the next thing and it's the next year, in it? But um, cricket nets start next week. So that's fun, isn't it? That's always fun. Um, and then what else was I going to say? There's something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I need, um, you know, we, the other week we talked about how we never really coached each other. And I was like, yeah, now Tom can write me a plyometric program because plyometrics are not my strength. So and I, won't be able to dunk, I won't be able to dunk by the time I'm 35. So Dad, we can work on that. Bet, what, did, what, what did you do? Just sit there and went box jump? Um... So I, think, I think what I do is I get the box as high as possible <laughs> uh, and land in like a squat. Just get, just get up there somehow. Yeah, that's a pl- that's a plyo, isn't it? Put, put a ladder. Uh, <laughs> Easy. That'll be all right. Um, yeah, no, I was. Uh, yeah, obviously, I talked about it. We talked about it a bit last week, I think. But I think I posted about it on Instagram and um, about how much I was enjoying basketball and stuff. And and I realised I need to start taking my training a bit more seriously for I mean, it. Over. Hundred percent. Sub- that's exactly what I did for probably the last of all the power development stuff. 
even though it looks just like I'm throwing barbells around or doing these rotational or the plyo stuff. Actually, my golf stuff, I have probably added an extra club length onto my, my length of my golf like drives or my, my power. So that, that's what it had been geared towards, just in case anybody would have realised. Um, yeah. Wanted to be longer in golf. So, all good. And yeah. it has. It's, it, yeah. it works. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it gives your training a focus, like beyond like just wanting to look better or be bigger and stuff like that. For me, I know I'm not ever going to be massive because I can't be bothered with the amount of effort that the training and the eating and all that. So I'm just not going to be on it that much. It doesn't interest me and I'm lean enough to be happy. I'm quite happy. So now it's like, well, for me, I was like, actually, I'd love to be able to turn up the next basketball season and people go, fucking hell, what happened to you? And I'll be like, yeah, I can jump now, bitch. Like, white men can jump. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just think it's it, it gives gives more purpose to your training like again when you're rushed or when you're um planning your week you kind of think a bit more about it actually i will i will bump up the list of you know priorities rather than leave it down the bottom so no um Mm. that happened this week i was kind of had that go on so that's exciting um that's it really mate i think other than finding shit on instagram i mean that's what we're gonna talk about today anyway yeah ridiculous just ridiculous the amount of People just making broad generalizations, like sweeping. So, yeah, what have we got? We've got, yeah, we've got three that we're going to go through, right? One we completely agree on, I think both of us, the the statement and the sentiment. Um, One that we're both surprised because we both like the person. We've probably used this stuff. Um, it's a bit of a clickbaity title and don't really understand why he said it. Um, and then your one is just stupid. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's who Dan follows. Um, so yeah, where, where, where are we going to go first? We gonna start, go- with the, start with the clickbaity one, I reckon. The clickbaity one. So this is, um, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll shout out. He's massive compared to us. So uh, Mike Robertson, right? Yeah. Uh, in, from Robertson's Training Systems in Indianapolis, I believe. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's correct. Um, where have we got it? So straight up, just the title. Obviously, it was clickbait, and he got loads of like props for like, yeah, bro, what a great post. I'm like, all right, mate, Jesus Christ. Um, and it just says hip thrusts are not a main lift. But then the caption was just like nothing, was it? It was then, just like yeah, the, the caption was just just keeping it 100 over here. Dot dot dot. Now the thing I don't like about that one is it's like. So this guy, like Rob, Mike Robertson's a well-respected like SSC coach, mm. and, and, and he can, and he can be, and, and he can and he can still be making that statement if he backs it up with some sort of rationale. But you can't yeah. just say it without any rationale. And like you, as soon as you said that to me, I said this probably the same exact thing you thought of, which is like for who? Like for some <laughs> yeah. people, it can be like if 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 you've got if you've been highlighted as your main issue you need to work on is explosive hip power potentially for example then it might be a main lift if it's that you want to grow your glutes it might be a main lift like there's no way that you can say it's not a main lift like it's one of them like i almost if you if you listed like if we if we sat here and listed if we went like a top 10 of lifts a barbell hip thrust, like a heavy fucking yeah, half barbell, I would think would probably be in my top six. Yeah, bang for like, your buck. Heavy movements, it's up there. Like, without a doubt, it's up there. Like for for, lower, for lower, lower chain stuff, like, you're going, yeah. Some sort of squat. And for the areas that most people are weak on, by the way. Most people are, most people are weak glutes are weak fuck. Um, And it's one of those where I, I sort of read it and I was like, there's a case to be made that 
bicep curl is going to be a main lift for someone. That's because, exactly why I said. Because, then, because uh, it's like, if, if you argued it well enough, it is. Because if, if, you, if you have a bodybuilder, right? You have someone, let's say Phil Heath, Mr. Olympia, and the judges turn around and go, you need to get your arms bigger, your arms are too small, everything else is fine. I was like, so for that training block, for him, arms, biceps are a main lift. Any of them. What? Hammer curl, straight in. But what, what, is the, what is the heaviest thing I can curl? Therefore, yeah. I'm going to go strength to hypertrophy. Exactly. So like, like so five by fives on hammer curls. Cool, let's do it. But the whole word, the word main lift, mm. main, is totally person dependent. Totally. Mm. 100% person dependent. Because some people will reorder their training program based on what they need to have as their main lift because of when they're freshest, what they need to focus on more. Um, so to say it is just, it's just a ridiculous statement. I, I agree with him to an extent that you're not potentially going to, um, there's never going to be any sports potentially out of how much can you hit for us, whereas there are for squat, deadlift and bench. It's a sport. You could argue that those three are main lifts for that sport because you yeah. can get judged on them in the Olympics or, or whatever. But I just think it's a ridiculous thing to say. And I think it's come about because actually reading on Facebook, Lyle McDonald's just posted something. So that was always that always goes down well <laughs> um, whenever he posts something. But he's just posted something along and it said, uh, he just posted about a study and it says um, that basically there's a new study come out which basically has said that the hip thrusts um, are not better than squats um, as a superior glute exercise. And I was like, that's fine. They might not be a better exercise, but they're probably as good as. Like, And again, it's dependent on so many factors. It, it's just even, even if they're not, like for training variability and sheer mm-hmm. fucking boredom if you said to someone like all right sorry well they're not as good as squats though so therefore you have to squat for the rest of your life you're never allowed to hit for a second because they're all that weight on your back i'm I'm sorry what what wait a minute um no for for even for psychologically i would like i'd rather do two of the lifts than just one for the rest of my life if i can have that like oh i get to do these today instead of these what he's like no no you have to do these because these are the most optimal when has that been the case if that was the case of everything no no no, we have to do everything because it's the most optimal thing to do no 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 no. have you met people like we go the uh, like adventurous route or the scenic route it's not a to b right so it's incredibly strange it has to be completely personal so that i mean if people don't understand what the main lift would be say through your little warm-up you roll in whatever then you prep and then you're gonna hit like this is the basis of my session. This is the basis of my day. This is how all my supplementary kind of, so your, your a one or your one a movement is that is your main lift. That is what your whole focus is about. You're going to nail it. You probably, it's probably going to be a strength lift. It's from the ranges of one to six more than, um, or if you're a power athlete, it'll probably be your it'll be your B lift because you've been doing your power plyo stuff before, and it'll be your B one. That's the only thing. So again, but where does he sit on that then? So are, are cleans a main lift? A snatch a main lift? Because for a certain percentage of people, they are. But for me, they wouldn't be. Fuck, would they be? No, they're definitely not for me as well. Even even though I might say today, but so they're still a main lift. I would categorize them as a main. Oh, lift. they definitely would be, but they they weren't my main lift today. It's just weird. It's just weird. It's just, thing to it's say. just a silly thing to say. I think so. It's just I love the fact that you've gone through. He's got like 110 comments so far, and, but it's just it's just the way he hasn't explained it. It's just considering he's a, a decently credible guy and he runs a good business, and so he runs like for soccer and NFL and basketball kind of off season stuff. A lot, a lot like Boyle or those guys out there. I know Bobby Smith. All these guys like Rip. Is it ripped? Ripped gym, New Jersey, that kind of stuff. Mm. 
they they run right off season camps and like high school athletes and all this stuff. But all of them are like, uh, can you explain? Can you explain? Can you explain? And then one goes like, name a better main lift for building an ass. Um, <laughs> it was like, and so like, except when you put it as a main lift. Um, yeah. If it was someone who has a 650 pound for reps, um, I disagree. Um, yeah, very incredibly strange. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, but he's, he's also gone in the comments and replied to certain, a couple of people, but only the ones that have gone, yeah, awesome, man. So you've been reading my stuff. What? <laughs> Just add a little caption. I'm sure, I'm, I'm hoping he will back it up somehow. But obviously, Brett Contreras has been tagged a million times in this already. Of course he has, yeah. Brett Contreras <laughs> is, and he doesn't give a fuck, basically. Yeah, he'll be like, oh, you can have his opinion. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely fine if that's your opinion, but it's just, it's, it's leading down the wrong line. Not everybody is, because he comes from a, a particularly SNC background. And the only way I can think this is, I'm, I'm going to probably say that maybe, I don't know, Mike Boyle might not agree, but some, it's that kind of, um, facility or that kind of sports orientated person um, that they will always argue that the main left should be a sports specific movement or sports orientated movement and possibly done in a unilateral exercise because no sport is ever bilateral mm. which we can kind of agree on it's always weight shifting there's never ever an equal power if you're then a turn sprint bounce jump all this kind of stuff it's usually but nearly 100 percent of the time is going to be unilateral, so therefore it should be unilateral. When you got like the split squats and all this kind of stuff, um, but yeah, that's why you get don't get a lot of people back squatting anymore in like athlete based stuff. But you still get deadlifting, but they end up with beast dancing and stuff like that. But whether it's their main lift, I don't really know. Is, it, is that a main lift? I don't know. Is it main lift? <laughs> so just yeah, it's just a bit. It's just a barbaric statement, and it just a little bit closed minded. If it is exactly what he thinks. Um, you won't mm. catch. You're always going to get. We it should be depends. Always should be depends on go. Depends on athlete. Depends on goal. It does depend. It does depend a lot of the time. But I would again. I put in. Uh, I keep saying that word. Fucking hell. Again. I keep saying it again. Really annoying. I, I'm going to stop doing that. Um, is that I would suggest that if something is, um, is if sort of something is true for more than fifty percent of the population, I would suggest you could. You don't have to say it depends. And I think the hip thrust for more than 50% of people would be a main lift mm. for the majority of people would be, if people are walking in the gym to hundred people walking in the gym tomorrow, I would probably let 50% of them at some point categorize a hip thrust as a main lift for their programming. Probably, probably like it's, it's just one of those things where it's, it's not, it depends would be as a snatch main lift. Well, it does depend because actually maybe 15% of people might only ever want to do that. And for them, it would be, it just it just seems like a stupid thing to say, but he obviously doesn't like Brett Contreras or that study or whatever it is. Something's <laughs> obviously there with it, like he wants to make a point. So he's a he's a massive uh, like trap bar deadlift guy, isn't he? As they all are, which I am as well. But pff, doesn't matter. Mm. He'll front he'll front squat and like trap bar deadlift all the time. But yeah, interesting. Maybe he doesn't like the glutes. Maybe he doesn't like them then. Doesn't like glutes. Doesn't have any. Front squat. It's not going to... You know what I mean? <laughs> Still glute dominant though. Physics. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a main lift. 
Front squat's not made. <laughs> no, it's a compartment of a, of a cleaner. That's it. Yeah. Just a part of a clean. All right, moving on. Anyway, so my one was... Um, one, so we'll go, yeah, training, diet, training. So my one was Dr. Mark Hyman. He's a fucking moron. He's one of these functional medicine nutritionists. I'm one of those. Functional medicine. Because right. yeah. there's always... If, we, if We've always said if there's functional movement or functional training, there's always dysfunction. That is dysfunctional well, medicine, apparently. Like, so, dis- dis- dysfunctional medicine. The thing I love about this is it's... it's Diseases. It's, 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 they're also it's, known of course, as. it's, of course, a picture of... So there's a picture of a coal, a coal plant, a coal-like factory... Where it's got, you know, it's got like massive chimneys, loads of smoke coming out of it. And then next to that picture is the picture of a woman hand picking fruit and vegetables from her garden. Right. So two quite extreme ends of the, of the spectrum there. And the quote says, if it was grown on a plant, not made in a plant, then you can keep it in your kitchen. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I was like, a load of bullshit again. So that's someone else's quote, apparently. So Dr. Mark Hyman has elaborated on it. And I just had a real issue with the first paragraph. I had to share it and I ranted about it. And I'll probably release it on IGTV at some point in the next week. But um, yeah, ridiculous. So Dr. Mark Hyman, if it came from the earth or a farmer's field, not a food chemist's lab, it's safe to eat. Hmm. There are definitely some mushrooms. If you eat them, will kill you. And they grow in the earth. So he made himself look silly there. Um, and this is the next one as well. I, I then went off on one because of uh, this. If it is something your great-grandmother wouldn't recognise as food, throw it out. <laughs> I, I don't think my great-grandmother would know what almond milk is or oat milk or rice milk or nut butter. I'm pretty sure. And, and they're foods that I reckon vegans probably eat. So made himself look stupid again. You could, you could, it doesn't even have to be a great grandma, just your mum. That's a ridiculous thing. <laughs> My great grandmother wouldn't recognise loads of things as food, loads of things, and the whole element of processing food actually makes some food safer for us <laughs> to eat. It like prolongs our shelf life. It kills bacteria that could kill us. Like that whole thing around processing food and like oh it's if it's gone into a plant you shouldn't eat it hang on a minute almond milk goes through a factory almonds don't have nipples that you fucking (laughs) like again oat milk who the fuck thought of that like ridiculous thing and it doesn't just like flow in streams it's made in a factory in a plant as they call it and it's this whole scaremongering of like Oh, if it comes from the, if it doesn't come, if it's made in a lab or in a plant or a factory, don't eat it. Hang on a minute. Donuts are made from flour and sugar. They both grow in the earth, so they're all right. They're all right. They're all right. But, but but it's been through a process, mate. So yeah. it's been processed to make so, a donut. So, it, it, so every, everyone in the comments is going mad because they're like, oh, you forgot to mention, don't eat gluten because he doesn't eat gluten, does he? That's grown on the earth. <laughs> so made so again in everything. Made earth, himself look like an idiot. Like, how about if we baked it from scratch, like sourdough bread? You can buy sourdough bread from a fucking factory. So, ridiculous comment. Um, I Just ridiculous things. Ridiculous things to say. Yeah, thoughts on red lentil or black bean pasta? Well, <laughs> and it says, in moderation, question mark. Well, exactly. To make red lentil pasta is processed, isn't it? Idiot. Uh, nobody's just... ever been asked that question. What do you think of red lentil pasta? Uh, great mate yeah it's like there's a comment here I really struggle with this with pack with packing my school lunches for my kids I end up including rice crackers but they're definitely made in a plant yes they are 
that's right, and there's nothing bad about them. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like you look fucking stupid by well, saying. There's four kids, so we were having this discussion, discussion the other day of what what was in your. It's interesting. Sort of slight tangent. What was in your lunchbox as a child? Sandwich, crisps, piece of fruit, a bit of chocolate, maybe chocolate bar. What kind of well, 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 talk us through it. Come on. What, what kind of question? What kind of chocolate bar? Because did you, you have a classic club? Were you club? Yeah, or, my mum used to be. A, it was either club or a penguin or a gold bar. Ooh, yeah, in there. They were good. And then I'd have a piece of fruit, which I'd very rarely eat, but it was usually something like a banana or an orange because I had a peel on it. You know, because it's yeah, because it's mom, in the keeper. Mum's a smile like oh. that. And then crisps are always either like uh, Walker Squares, Watsits, Quavers, McCoys. If we were lucky on a good Ooh. day, McCoys uh, were like you. You realise they're on sale. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you get a bit older, like maybe when I got a bit older, mum was like, "Oh, you can have McCoys." Um, <laughs> and as an and as an extra special treat, we used to have. Don't know if you used to remember. They used to have the little um, Pringle pots. The Pringle used to sell them. The little yeah. pot, didn't they? It was a perfect size. So we really, really, we've been a good boy. Had that. Yeah. And then the sandwich is always pretty plain. But my mum always, she, I say plain. She was good, like ham, cheese, and pickle. Um, was a good one. Tuna mayo. I was, I was tuna big peanut. I would do a lot of peanut butter. I think I was a lot of peanut butter. Um, nah, mum used to just a bit of protein in there. She knew. She knew. Mm. My mum doesn't know what protein is. I was carbohydrate all day. Um, well, literally yeah. a carbohydrate, were you? Yeah, literally. Um, then maybe cheese strings. They were pretty. They, they were. No, nah, mum didn't let us have that sort of stuff. So we we started to have, like I started liking like the cheese string little wrap things or dairy lunchables. Were unbelievable. No, nah, mum uh, didn't let me have them. They were made in a plant, mate. So. <laughs> wasn't allowed those they look like the most processed things in the world and they taste yeah. incredible they're like the little snacks anyone not have one as an adult a little bit disappointing um but as i have, a kid I, they, were, they were the highlight of like a week yeah. <laughs> i i i think i probably had a dairy lunchable probably in the last i'm gonna go two months i've definitely had one i also used to be i used to remember when we were in sixth form going into year 11 sixth form we were allowed off site of the school because there was like a big yeah, there was like there was like a parade of shops there and i remember at the time i had a paper round that paid me about i think it was about 15 quid a week 12, 12 to 15 quid a week and then my mum used to give me a food like a lunch allowance every day of like maybe three quid so it was like 15 yeah. quid a week i think it was um Eight. for oh. me to make me to eat yeah and then i what i used to do is then i used to basically spend that extra money on my lunch as well so i used to have six pound every day and i was like fucking hell i'm i'm loaded I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> so then what i used to do is at break at like 10 o'clock i used to go down the local um they had a sandwich shop and they used to do hot sausage and bacon sandwiches so i used to have one of them around break and then i used to have a lunch as well with some sweets and that and i was a baller because i had a paper round so i was like yeah don't worry about it looking back now it's like it's fuck all but yeah there you go. We, had, we had a we had, I think we didn't actually have a Greg's. We had a baker's oven near us where at school, and you'd normally go for either like a yum yum or I'm a big. It was, it was a similar, but it was a similar thing, but it was like a, it was an independent one. So it had all the pasties and everything. It had a hot bacon sausage pasties, and all the cakes and stuff. But they they if it wasn't for that school, that place would have closed down. Like it oh, was just... we, there was a Budgeons. Is there Budgeons anymore? Yeah, we had a Budgeons as well. Yeah, Budgeons and uh, and yeah, a, a baker's oven. Which is always great. It was all filled with old people in uh, Great Paddock. The vineyards, we, I'm pretty sure what it was called. There was no vineyard in, in sight. Not too sure why it was called that, but yeah. Interesting. But basically, it's that whole thing of with this, um, with those sorts of statements. You can, so I, I ranted about it on my Instagram story and I kind of said, 
Like you, once, really? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> once you actually think about it and you, you recognise there are foods that these people would talk about and deem healthy and all that, the, the fall foul of those guidelines, you realise that it's just stupid and it's idiot. Like, yes, of course we should all eat more plants and all that sort of stuff. But just because something's been processed in a factory doesn't make it bad. There's lots of things that are made for us that our great-grandmother wouldn't recognise a laptop or a nice car, for example, or... Central heating, probably for some people, like she it, wouldn't it, recognize phones, for yeah, example. So, like, take that away she, yeah. because it's been posted on Instagram, doesn't it recognize Instagram? So, see you later, job on. So, that whole argument just it's just ridiculous. But then, of course, the, the thing that annoyed me about it was that at the end of the caption was then a like, oh, buy my book, I'm like, of course, <laughs> like the real food. I think he's called it the real food fix, and I've seen some of his some of his, his recipes, and it's called the real food fix. Right, let me see if I can find on quickly. He talks about it a lot. Um, and it's this whole concept of, I suppose, like real food. And, and I get it. And I get what he's trying to achieve. And I get what he's trying to say. But don't sound like such a twat saying it. Yeah, here we go. Sim- swipe left to see my orange blackberry almond sconed recipe. Well, here we go, right? Orange blackberry? So, orange and blackberry. Yeah. No. Uh, Orange blackberry, isn't it? Kind of <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, orange blackberries? No. Let, let's, <laughs> let's see how much of this food would have come from a factory. Two cups of almond flour, processed, processed. from a factory. Half a cup of millet flour, processed from a factory. <laughs> Two tablespoons of coconut sugar, processed from a factory. One teaspoon of baking powder, processed from a factory. Half a teaspoon of ground cinnamon. Can you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> right so basically all he's got in there at the moment is sea salt which i'm gonna give him that because i reckon a bit of dehydration from the water isn't really that much processing but that w- is gonna again no, but, but, but also also i come from the place where pretty much all the sea salt has come from right modern modern sea salt everybody knows where it comes. It, and, it, and guess what i know where the factory is <laughs> there you go it has the factory. Yeah. <laughs> um, even coconut oil again i said again again three times coconut oil from a factory mm-hmm. processed the only things that aren't are the eggs the three oranges and the three quarter the three quarter cup of blackberries because even a vanilla extract to a degree is going to come from a factory mm-hmm. so i just think it's a bit weird to say that because you do it and then it just sort of says look buy my cookbook food the cookbook annoys me just <laughs> annoys me vaguely hypocritical isn't he yeah bless him yeah it's just annoying me <laughs> what was his what was his main point at the post the food, just... it, you should be able to recognize the food you eat it should come from the earth and i get because, that because of what because of what what does what's it going to do if it if you don't he, he he made it sound as if that there's a food chemist making food so he said the food chemist lab it shouldn't be thought of in the food chemist lab and it's well, donuts aren't in a lab, mate. It's just donuts. You can make them at home. It's just, in a, in a it's, just done, it's just done in a factory to just <laughs> systemize the process. There's nothing crazy about it. I think he, he probably means more like the E numbers and all that sort of stuff. But that's, just say that then. That's just, that's, that's just science because we want to capture stuff. Yeah, we're smart. <laughs> and we understand what's in it. And therefore, mm. instead of saying strawberry banana everything it's actually got the certain chemicals that are in it just like there's stuff inside us right iron calcium all this kind of crap um yeah quite interesting what a what a just moron just exactly just an idiot just but you can go, but i've gone back there what 15 posts and found something that contradicts what he just said 
it's like me saying, oh, idiots that have loads of discount codes and they give them out to all their followers. And uh, yeah. and then I, I had one and was like, yeah, use my discount code. Like, it doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. I love those. We get contacted a few, a few times, don't we, about discounts and or discount codes. Yeah, you can be an advocate for our product. Cool. I don't use your product, so it's probably not. Um, <laughs> quite strange. Um what product, that's interesting, what product would you endorse? What's a product you use a lot and you'd like to? Fanta Grape. Fanta Grape. Fanta and Coke. There you go. I, I would love, I think the best endorsement would probably be um, Monster Energy Ultra. Really? I don't, I, I'd give out a discount code for that because it's it's a good product and I use it all the time. Like, that's hap- I'd happily do that because I'm not making any claims that it's going to like improve someone's life by a million, million percent. I don't even mind the clothing ones because... It's clothing, like if you're gonna buy it anyway, buy it. It's the supplements and the shit, fatty shit like that that I hate because it doesn't do anything. And these people go on about it like it does. I'm trying to think what I have on a daily basis. I eat a lot of plums. Um, that's a bit weird. The uh, the Califia coffee now. That coffee is very good. I, it I is good, two. isn't it? Did I tell you what I thought about the price of it? I had a bit of a a bit of a. I was nearly didn't buy it because I was like, Cause I where, say, where, did you, where did you buy it from? Sainsbury's. I was in the little Sainsbury's in the gym. So Sainsbury's, the, it is expensive in Sainsbury's, but it is cheaper on a card and in, in, in Tesco. Yeah. So it wasn't really the, it wasn't the cheapness that, that bothered me. Um, it was more the fact that I went in Sainsbury's and it said it was three quid and I was like, wow, that's expensive. And then I thought to myself, hang but it's on, a 750 then. mil thing. Yeah, yeah, 750 mil. And I was like, hang on a minute. I go into Starbucks and order mm. a shitty coffee at 350 and think nothing of it. I was like, but I said, this is this like is three, three, three cups. Yeah, yeah, three drinks for it. So I was like, it's just weird how your brain works. In different places, yeah. I just thought to myself, hang on a minute. This is just cold brew coffee with a bit of milk in and sugar. I'm paying three pounds for it. But yeah, I'd go into Starbucks and someone would go, yeah, it's a three pound coffee. I'd be like, no problem. There you go. Yeah, like, there you go. Bam. Damn. It's fun that whole cost thing and how much things cost is rel- relative to loads of different things. And just in a supermarket, you don't associate three pound for that. And uh, innocent smoothie is the same thing. If you go in an yeah. innocent smoothie liter would be three seventy five four quid. You go, fuck it. That's expensive. <laughs> go to a juice bar, four quid for a small cup. You're like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's just weird about people's perceptions of things. I do it with um we did it the other day, we were looking at energy drinks. Me and Mike were talking about them. And you can we did a review of the three D energy drinks from America and he managed to get hold of some from a gym. And we looked online how much it would cost to buy a crate of them and it was like thirty quid for twelve. And we were like, Oh, that's a bit expensive, isn't it? Thirty quid for twelve of them and then was like, How much did you pay for that in the gym? It was like two hundred fifty. I was like, same. Like, it's the same. <laughs> it's just weird how you, you, think, you do that with like uh, when I used to buy like knockos by the crate as well because you do the same thing. But I quite happily just like yeah, two pound fifty three quid for a knocko, it's fine. It's like hang on, if I buy them separately, it's like two pound for in a crate. It's like why am I not doing this? Oh, but this one's chilled. You could chill it yourself, mate. All right, stupid. All right, yeah, yeah. And the same with protein bars as well, isn't it? You end up buying with like a pack of protein bars it only comes out at like one two pound. Yeah. But the Califia thing, because that exactly happened with uh, one of my other friends as well. He was like, yeah, it's a bit expensive, isn't it? It's, it tastes great. And I was like, number one, you bought it from Sainsbury's, so it is a little bit more expensive. Number two, it's not, though, is it? It's not, though, is it? <laughs> when like, you think about it, it's not, though. Exactly yeah. the same. He just bought me uh, a, co- a coffee from Costa. And I was like, we just, you just bought two coffees for £6. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's just... I was like, I would have happily split that thing with you for four quid. Like, yeah, it's, it's funny how how that perception thing changes because that's what happened. And the same with the Cardo shop, I ordered it. And I was like, it's two fifty. Like, that's good. It's better than Sainsbury's. Right? <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Like, it doesn't matter. The Sainsbury's one's still good. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, you, you could afford it, mate. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, well, I, I, have, I, part, I get my allowance off you, don't I? From the- <laughs> um, all right, last one. Last, last yes. right? Um, the one we agree on. Woo! Shock. Um, Menno. I can't say his surname. Menno or Henselman. 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 Menno. Just call him Menno. Yeah. Um, he does. He does a fair few kind of meme-based posts, and always a little bit of a giggle. Controversial most of the time. Knows what he's doing. Um, he did one about heart rate variability. I think we talked about this previously, haven't we? At we have, yeah. At some point. Um, and people were like, oh, because it was it was going to be a big thing. We might have predicted it to be a big thing at some point, I think. And it was my about heart rate monitors and variability and whoop bands and aura rings and all this kind of crap. Um, also, we both have Apple Watches, though, but do we uh, do we use it for the heart rates? No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Number one, because you'd have to have two Apple Watches for that, one whilst you sleep. Um, and then correlate the data and combine them. This is stupid because I, I still hate the Apple Watch. The fact it runs out of charge so fucking quickly. Yeah, it should it should it should build one that just lasts a week. That'd be great. It's never going to happen. Even the Fitbits didn't really do that, did they? So, no. mm, not good. But yeah, so his post was uh, looking at your heart rate variability is about as accurate as looking at your horoscope to see if it's time to squat. Mm. What does that mean, Dan? Not so what I do, to be fair, I do that. I, I do look at my horoscope. Every time it's the month of my horoscope, I would consider what? doing a leg day. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredibly <laughs> true. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so basically, can... heart rate variability is just a crock of shit, really. Like, <laughs> so and... I think it, open, it opens with heart rate variability. It's a neat concept. I love the idea. You get a cool device. It beeps with flashing lights. It makes you feel like James Bond and Q's latest tech gadget. Rather than going by feel, you can trust an objective data to determine your recovery status. It could say anything, right? Yeah. We could be the other side of that wall, right? And just typing bullshit to people and they'd probably believe it. Yeah. It's the case. It could be some, some sort of weird AI. It could be a magic eight ball like app. And yeah. it'll tell you, nah, you suck today. And you're like, oh, I can't do that. that should, we, should, we, should we explain what heart rate variability is? Uh, whimsically, just go over it. Well, because otherwise people won't want to know. But basically, the theory behind heart rate variability is the differences in between your heartbeats. So it's not necessarily like um, how many beats a minute from one minute to the next. I think the misconstruction is that it's just heart rate and it's just yeah. goes up and down throughout the day. It's basically the differences between each I suppose spike of each, you know, like the, the, the different, you know, if you look, you know, obviously listen to this in your head, think and imagine what a heart rate looks like on a screen. Right. So and it's, I think you're trying the, to say systolic and diastolic. Uh, not necessarily. No, 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 no. Because you have like atrial, um, contraction, oh, yeah, atrial atrial pump, contraction okay. and that's what the, the lines are on it. But basically for those that don't know, you have basically P R Q S and T as like the points of the, of the graph. And it basically measures the time points between each of those points. So they would measure P to P, Q to Q, et cetera, et cetera. And also the gaps between each P, R, Q, S, whatever. And the theory being that if there's a lot of variability in between each heart beat and 
the subsequent waves within that that you are in some way stressed and shouldn't train or shouldn't do things and they should be quite repeatable and regular. Um, the theory is that if they're not, you shouldn't train, you're stressed, you're too stressed, your heart's too stressed, it needs to relax a bit more, all that sort of stuff. There's parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous systems, but we're not going to go into that. It's too extreme. And, and essentially... And mainly the, those sympathetic nervous systems can probably be toned down. Uh, oh, hey, Frankie. Frankie's just sparked the door. I mean, back. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Frankie's, Frankie's got his work band on, so... Yeah, yeah. Frankie's <laughs> very really going, Man. He is alert. Um, but yeah, the, the parasympathetic... I did I did a little uh, talk in around this uh, last week um, around uh, recovery systems of the FMS system, and they talk about parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems, don't they? And they basically say, that could be corrected by crocodile breathing and some hook lion breathing for about five, ten minutes, and you chilled out. kind of shuts you down, but that's what you need to do. Yeah, so, it's... it's, it's- it's, so an emo- it's an emotional response to that kind of emotional thing. response so sympathetic nervous system or sympathetic state is when you're in that fight or flight thing yeah. where you're kind of like stressed and you're ready and to make Pro- you probably shouldn't be training if that's the case and you're more parasympathetic is when you recover and you're relaxed and in relaxed state all that sort of stuff um so basically the theory with heart availability is that you basically have these heart monitors on, it checks your heart rate and it says, today's not the day you should be training because we've noticed that your heart availability is a bit off. And then what happens is you sit there and go, well, I feel good today. I feel quite, I feel all right. Like, why would I not? Like, I feel great. Um, and the biggest problem with it is that it's not accurate enough to actually tell or check anything. It doesn't really mean huge amounts at this point. And basically something you don't need to worry about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just I we think, tried it with footballers. We tried it at yeah. elite level with footballers, and we looked at the literature. We looked at everything. So it's been around for a while. It's not a new concept. It's been around for a long time. I, think the, I think the technology has become more uh, kind but of. It's become more accessible. It's because people wear more wearable heart rate monitors, like on their yeah. Apple watches and their bands, their Whoop bands, their Aura rings and stuff. But we were doing this with polar heart rate monitors, like more accurate than that polar yeah. heart rate monitors and because the footballers are wearing them during the day anyway so we're like oh why don't we just get them to keep them on when they sleep like keep them on all day and then we'll be able to track this information and know when they should train or not and the literature is not it doesn't tell you that it's useful for one two the cost to benefit ratio even if it does provide the smallest tiniest benefit which again the literature shows it doesn't really is it worth putting through the players through this so they end up hating it it's not because and then what happens if you tell a player that they're not going to train today because they don't look like they're good but that they feel great. How's it going to make them feel? If they do then train, they're going to feel like, oh, I should, be, I should be shit today. Or you've told them that they're great, they're good to train, but they feel like shit. And you put them in a session, they injure themselves, you're fucked. It's that whole issue of it's annoying at that level and they don't use it at an elite level. So why would average Joe well, train three times yeah. a week, listen to it and go, oh, well, this is the only time in this week I can fit in my third session. If I don't do it today and I feel good, I can't fit in the rest of the week. What would you do? We'd well, fucking train. Don't listen to it. It's stupid. So it's that whole argument of the cost to benefit ratio of it is is not even there anyway. But for the majority of people, it's just a ridiculous thing to. It's, worry. Just, it's just it's just the premise of also for for our kind of training then as well because I'd say ninety percent of stuff that we would program for people with gym based is going to be some sort of weight resistance based training, correct? And it's we're going to be talking about muscle fibers' ability to kind of like have mechanical tension and all this kind of crap. Um, but does your heart rate have any? It doesn't have any effect on on that kind of crap. So it's not going to affect how much torque's going through the muscles. It's not going to affect how much you kind of I don't know activate it or anything like that. So it shouldn't really matter, mm. theory. 
Um, 100%. We, we started looking at, I know you've done it as well, and I think it's interesting. I'm not, I might run it for a, a few people because I've got the access to the G flights um, all the time. Um, it just throws up some weird data that you don't it just, that you it just, just don't, doesn't make it, sense. I just think it'll be I think it'll be interesting. Maybe it's just for myself. Um, I, I'm gonna take every single time I'm training uh, for G flight data. I can get a vertical jump. I can get a counter movement jump and a drop jump or whatever a broad jump. And it's what the the premise is. If you if you're within like say 10% of your max jump, then you're ready to train. If you're not, then you should back off and do a recovery session or something like that. That'd be quite interesting. But I, again, I don't think it should be because I still think you might be missing out on a perfectly good training day. That yeah, yeah, you, you you might not be able to lift up to ten percent of whatever your maximum thing, but you still you're still going to whatever ten percent is ten percent down of your hundred percent is still your hundred percent for that day. So therefore, you're still going to get a hell of a big training effect, which is going to have a carryover. So there's, it's there's, just dependent yeah. on that day. It's fine, and it's just like all right, well, that's hundred percent of today therefore my one rm today is 190 kilos when it normally is 200 kilos but it's still my one rm today so therefore everything's backed off that intensity i think you're right about yeah. I think there's that element too where we, again we tried that with footballers where you got them to do explosive jumps and you tested out that compared to their rep max that were tested in pre-season and you regularly retested them after periods of long breaks and stuff yeah. and you basically found that some players cottoned on to it and were like, I don't fancy training today, so I'm not going to try. And they didn't try. Some trainers are smarter than the average bear. Uh, mm. And it's it's one of those things annoying. where if you did it yourself, like if, you, if Tom was doing it, he would, wouldn't do that, obviously, um, which is which is great. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that the, the degree to which heart rate variability is trying to detect these things is so tiny, whereas actually if you were that stressed and that under-recovered, your resting heart rate would be higher naturally anyway. And you'd know just from that data alone that if you, you know, that you would know you couldn't, probably shouldn't train, you needed a bit extra data to recover, your muscle soreness, things like that, other markers would be far more reliable. So which, with the heart rate variability, if, if it would pick up something to that level where you're like, right, I can't train today, if it was that bad, other things would pick it up. In my opinion, it's looking for something that's not there. It's looking for an issue that's not there. If you feel great, your head's in the game, you wake up feeling great, you can listen to this thing that's saying, oh, by the way, just let you know your heart rate just looks like it might just be a little bit different to the one before that. Well, probably just going to train anyway. Um, and it, it, yeah, I just, I wouldn't put any, any thought into it. And I understand that the work I know some people do where they try and get people to completely relax after training, you need to be in a parasympathetic state and all these things are great. And basically all you, all you can do, all you can do is try and relax essentially in that it's and, and there's all these things people i see all the time it's like oh um oh yeah i'm gonna do this hack or i'm gonna make sure i do this as quickly as possible it's like all they're basically saying is i'm gonna rest and recover as quickly as possible remove all stresses or as many stresses as possible from my day there's not really much more to it that. there's no hacks there's no like supplements that you can particularly go crazy on they might have a tiny effect it is literally a case of once you've trained and once you've done that stressful thing chill the fuck out to recover best it's as simple as that, really. Like eat and then then eat some food. Eat some eat food when you're relaxed. Stress. Yeah, sleep. It's all pretty simple stuff. It's just makes it's just come around again and made sound clever because of all this information. But ultimately it's the same things that we would tell our clients. We just don't use all those things because our clients' adherence levels aren't at that point where they would wear that sort of stuff all day every day and look at the data and actually it mean that much. Um and like you said, is the is the cost is the benefit ratio the cost to benefit ratio there from a point of view of 
are you going to get this session in? Have you had a stressful day at work? Would you rather get the session in? Or would you rather just sack off training for a week because you've had a bad week at work? Like, yeah. most people and, probably And bad. you kind of like sacking off the endorphin response as well. Uh, yeah. But you, you might feel better, way better after just doing the session. And that's where the trainer, you're doing that with your clients anyway. Every, I remember weeks that I had clients and they'd be like, oh my God, I had the worst week at work. And I'm like, probably not the days to go for three at max squat then. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's do eight reps instead. Let's do something a bit different. And it, that's where as a trainer, you need the squats and curls. All right. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. You need the ability to kind of think on your feet and adapt the program based on how that person's feeling. You don't need a HRV readiness score in that morning to tell you what you want it to tell you. It doesn't matter. Mate, you don't need your HRV to recognize your MRV. MEV, you mean? <laughs> mean MEV? Or do you mean MRV? MRV? Or Max- MMV? Maximum minimum vol- Max- volume? I thought my maximal or minimum recoverable volume. No. Minimal recoverable or maximal? Which one's MRV? Which one's MRV? They're both MRV. They're both MRV. Doesn't matter. Just, just do three ups from his <laughs> What, you want me to do three R and R, right? Three R I R, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so many fucking acronyms to speak English. All right. <laughs> uh, that's why I don't like bodybuilding. It's too complicated for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gee, all right. Um, any of the business? No, the business, no, uh, not for me. Other than, obviously, if you want help with your nutritional training, let me know, and I can probably fit you in about April time, unfortunately. Wow. Um, looking a bit busy. And, obviously, this time next week, we'll let you know who the new coach is, so, you know, might want to might wanna work with them. You never know. Yeah, we might have some, might have some fun news, aren't we? Um, interesting, mate. No other news from me. Wonderful. As always. Boring. <laughs> See you <laughs> next week. Might be some exciting news from me, but you, you don't know. You just never know, do we? Never know, mate. Never know. All right. Um, yeah, we'll see you next. Wait, well, you sell my line. I say that every week. You say, say hello and I say goodbye. Jesus Christ. 200 episodes. He still doesn't know. All right. <laughs> no? Either just wait for me to do it or just stare at me. Kind of. I'm just going to wait for you to do it, mate. Yeah? You look like you're trying to seduce me. No, no, no. I've no? done that loads of times. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. See you next week.